What's up everyone? It is Physio Monday. Make sure you get your questions in if you're in the UMS Movement Mastermind. But today we are going to be, the topic of discussion is going to be overstretching. A lot of people uh, do this. A lot of people stretch and then they feel a lot of pain the following days after. We're going to talk about what to do if that's you. What's up tribe? My name is Yanni Bormeister. I'm graced with the presence of Phil White, Rad, my brother, and Richie behind the camera. How are you guys? Gra feel, feeling graceful. I'm feeling <laughs> graceful. Pretty good, pretty good. I'm coming in hot. I was uh, a bit delayed in leaving, yeah. trying to find my bike lock, but I realized it's on my other bike. The problem with being a bike not having too many bikes. Oh. Uh, so I've just zoomed in here on my bike, hot and sweaty for yeah. those who have coming the joy hot. of watching me on the on the camera. But coming in hot. Today, today as Rad said, we're on Physio Monday, so we're answering questions related to performance and injury management. Guys, if you want to know a little bit about how we turn driven people into superhumans, remember you can download our free blueprints. If you're catching on the replay on YouTube or listening on the podcast, hello, welcome, sending you some love. Uh, now, question of the day. We want to know if you've ever overstretched. Uh, have you ever, have you felt like you've pushed it? What happened? Was it an immediate discomfort, immediate pain, or did you experience it days later? We call that uh, DOMS for stretching. Let us know your experiences and uh, we'll see if we can get a discussion going here on the live stream. Uh, but to, to let's, let's build some context around here, Rad. So why don't you read out Lucio's, Lucio's comment. Now this comment has come from the UMS online coaching uh, group. Lucio is an, an online coaching member of ours. If you guys haven't joined our online coaching group, why not? It is incredible. <laughs> Quick shameless plug there. Uh, you can read the comment and maybe Richie can bring it up on the screen for those watching live. Yep, okay. So Luc Lucio has said, yesterday and today I did the stretches between sets, the Wednesdays and Thursdays stretches. He's re for those of you that don't know what that means, he's referring to our uh, UMS online coaching program. And now I have very bad DOMS in the thighs, internal side. The pain goes all the way up internal. I feel it also in my, and then he's in speech brackets, written intestine, which I think he means he's referring to. That's just like where he points to where he feels it. I think I push too much on the hip flexors. What do you recommend? Sounds like hip flexor if he's talking about intestines. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you definitely haven't overstressed your intestine, that's for sure. But the hip flexor does um, come right up and cross onto uh, one of them connects well, let, on let's, let's let um, Phil, who actually knows a little bit more about anatomy, to talk about. <laughs> well, let's let me, who knows somewhat uh, about anatomy, say my opinion, and then I'll see if I'm right or not. <laughs> so the um, the psoas connects onto the lumbar, uh, right? Is that correct? The yeah, lumbar spine. spine. Yeah, and yep. then the iliacus connects to the iliac crest, right? Which yeah, is the, the top of the fossa, pelvis. which is on the inside of the yep. iliac pelvis. Yep. And they're commonly known as the uh, iliopsoas, which is referring to that it's two different muscles that come down and connect and, and both connect on the front it's actually three. There's three. also a size minor that's in there, but it's you know pretty yeah. weenie and doesn't do a whole lot. So. Doesn't do a whole yeah. lot. It's, <laughs> it's it's good that it's interesting that Lucio said he fills it up into his intestine because when you if you've ever had a a, a psoas released by a therapist, they literally push through through your intestine. Yeah, you want to and pretty accurate where you go on there because there's yeah. a whole lot going on inside. So yeah. <laughs> and right. yeah, it's I don't know, it's one of those kind of controversial sort of treatments because a lot of people sort of say like, oh, you're not even affecting it. But it's quite interesting when, like, when I do it, I can feel um, 
if you, you get them to contract into hip flexion, you can feel it coming on, but yeah. I don't think it's too useful. Yeah, right. Yeah. So my, look, the first thing I'm going to say is if you're saying that you feel um, you feel discomfort on the internal side of your thigh, um, then you've done a few different things going on here because that isn't the hip flexors on, on the inside of the thigh. Those are adductors. And if you've done Wednesday's stretching, that's the middle splits where you're doing the adductors and Thursdays is... Uh, for the hip flexors. Well, because so. you've got the sartorius and all <laughs> the mu- like. There's a system of muscle that kind of crosses through that, isn't yep. there? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say without having him point to exactly where it is. Yeah. But uh, at the front of your thigh, you've got your quads, obviously, that cover the most um, of the the anterior, so the front side of your, your thigh, with your rec fem smack bang in the middle being a hip flexor as well as a knee extender. So that's a hip flexor. Um, and then with your iliopsoas, that actually comes down to the lesser trochanter of your femur, which is sort of a bit more tucked inside there. So, um, you know, someone might say sort of on the inside there, your pectineus is kind of at the front and to the um, medial side as well. Um, and then, yeah, obviously your adductors are um, through, and satarius over the top, but that crosses yeah. down more along the knee joint. So when, um, I guess, giving these examples and questions, it's like the more specific you can be is, um, is really good. So is it the top on the inside or is it further down? Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing to understand. Um, so when it comes to this, the initial thing, like you've always got to think of trying and, try and get like kind of differential diagnosis because obviously it's tempting to just say like, oh yeah, it's a, you know, psoas strain or, you know, you've overdone it. In your, but there's there could be other structures at play here. So the kind of things you want to think about is, um, with anything sort of abdominal, you want to start thinking, is there potentially a hernia here? So um, whether or not like overstretching through the, because the adductors attach onto um, the inguinal ligament and that it's that sort of Adonis belt looking thing you see in people who are pretty ripped. Um, uh, and if you're feeling discomfort around that area, it's where your adductors attach, that can also um, be an inguinal hernia. And that can feel more like, Intest like gutsy intestinally, you might even um, for males have pain in your testicle as well. So um, it's really important to uh, yeah try and be clear about what's actually going on in there because it might just be a bit of a hip flexor strain. You might have just pushed a bit too hard, but if you're getting pain on coughing, sneezing, um, doing a, like a resisted sit ups a really good way of testing. So if you're doing a sit up and sort of having someone push down on you as you come up, um, that's a pretty good way of testing if there's maybe something else at play there because it's just really important to. Uh, get the stuff right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so w- what would you like, would um, would you recommend, Phil, that you do this um, sort of standard three-day recovery thing that you talk about where you say, let wait three days and see if, see if the pain's decreased um, before so you yeah, go to it? So yeah, what Rod's talking about there, just for anyone who hasn't kind of heard before, is that like, like if you have an acute injury where you have like a definite mechanism of action where it's pretty clear you just, you know, injured a thing and then it's... <laughs> Taking some heel, it's not a slow onset, it's not an insidious yep. sort of onset. It's like you did a workout and then later on that yeah. day, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, okay, so the kind of classic like um, acute inflammatory pathway is generally around that sort of seven, two hour, three day mark. And that peace and love article I keep talking about and, and linking in these comments is a, the British Journal of Sports Medicine about acute injury management. So yeah, I think like if you aren't getting any like concerning sinister <laughs> pains like this sort of, you know, coughing, sneezing, um, you know, testicular or, or abdominal ache. Like if there's none of that and it just feels like a muscle strain, then certainly leave it sort of three days. Yep. Start bringing in a bit more load and then get back to, you know, yep. just gradual progress. But if after load. three days, you if you forget about those sinister um, symptoms that you were just talking about, but if after three days, if the pain is still there, that's when you'd recommend going to see a physio and, and get a, a further diagnosis. Well, yeah, I think like if you can, obviously like the earlier you can get like a 
good diagnosis, the better, um, really, because if there is something else going on, like yeah. you, you want to have a professional who has the ability to find that out, yeah. um, but can totally understand a lot of people, yeah. you know, don't want to do that. It costs money to go do that. And so just yeah. letting it sort of play its course and, and let natural healing is, is a reasonable like if, thing to if, do. If you can afford the consultation, wouldn't it be better to go early because there's more feedback happening early? Yeah, but the, the other thing is with the when you go super early, it's often like, you know, if I have feedback. like an acute person coming in, it's like, okay, everything hurts around that area yeah, and there's not right. loads you can do. Like it's really yeah. hard to kind of get, yeah, you know, them actually inf loading inflammation up. But, could be but getting But getting a like a good plan early on, I think is is good and reassurance that it's, you know, what we think about. Yeah. Like yeah. Now, what we think it is. Sorry, can I just step in here and, and, and hit the rewind button? Because I know that there's going to be people out there who listen to this and don't understand the mechanisms of stretching and don't understand why you can overstretch, why you might experience DOMS after stretching, because it's mm -hmm. a, it's considered very different to strength training. Mm -hmm. So why don't we just um, uh, give a little bit of context around the mechanism of stretching, the concept that we talk about a lot on the show, which is that, that stretching is a load to the mm -hmm. body and must be considered part of your loading program, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and because for those newbies out there who may not do a lot of flexibility training, who may not be very experienced in stretching, they, they might be going, well, hang on, how can you like get this experience from stretching? Isn't stretching really passive and relaxing and zen mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know? So um, let's just talk about that because uh, and talk about some of the different mechanisms of, of flexibility training that we use, like eccentric yeah. stretching. Let me just have my quick little um, rant about flexibility and stretching where, like, yeah, people definitely think it. there's this kind of thing in the zeitgeist that, people, that, the, that stretching is inherently therapeutic and has some magical property of, of healing. It doesn't. It's a load. You have to deal with that load and you have to progressively overload that load. Otherwise, you'll hurt yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, stretching is not always the answer. If muscle's tight, it's usually because it can't cope with the stimulus you're putting under. And maybe the answer is more stretching, but it's more likely more strength. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, people, That's my little rant. Yeah, mo <laughs> um, it, without a doubt, the most common course of action that people seem to come up with for themselves when they feel pain and discomfort or a, a, a chronic injury is they say, oh, I just need to stretch it out more. Um, and it's very rarely the case. That's very rarely what the answer is. Stretching when you are a stiff and unflexible person and you have um, chronic discomfort in your body can definitely be something that gives you an immediate uh, you know, deloading of that pain or decreasing of that pain and discomfort. A lot of people experience that, and it is a part of what we recommend that people do. Um, but yeah, if you if you've got injuries, it's it's rarely yeah. well, the, the solution. The the re people are often quite astounded by the results that they get with the UMS, especially when they come and train at Unity Gym. And some of these people have been doing yoga for many many years. We've had yogis come in who are twenty year veterans who, in six months, access ranges that they've never been able to access before. And the, the key to it all is that we have a one-to-one -one ratio of strength and flexibility. Yeah. We do not allow people to progress in flexibility without building a foundation of strength first. And mm. that, you know, a lot of people find it really frustrating. I, I've seen this many times with clients of ours where they've sort of neglected physical exercise for quite some time, meaning that they're not only stiff and tight feeling and uh, lacking flexibility, they're also lacking a lot of strength. And they get, you know, this notion that, okay, I'm sore, I'm hurting, so the first thing I'm gonna do is go and try and develop some flexibility. 
Uh, but they don't get it's it's like um, butting their head against a brick wall. They don't get anywhere with their flexibility training because they're not addressing the the, the weakness that's there, and the body's not going to allow that increase of range of movement easily without first developing a little bit of strength. You know, yeah, it ends up being those things where people are like. And, and it's kind of telling in how people say it. They're like, oh, you know, I just haven't done enough stretching lately and this comes back. And it's like, yeah, it keeps coming back because you're not, like, trying anything new. And yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. the same with massage, the same with chiropractic, like the same with, you know, hands-on manual therapy with physio. Like, people often think of it as, like, they need this sort of maintenance thing where it's really like, well, what are you doing to address the underlying, yeah, underlying cause of it? Issue, and, yeah. and stretching is often one of those things that people use as like a maintenance just to feel okay, but they never get to the point where they're actually feeling good because their structure yeah. is still underloaded um, strength-wise and can't deal with the stuff you're putting in on. We, we used to have an ongoing thing and when I was a mechanical engineer for many years before being a personal trainer and you'd, you'd often get people come in to, to replace a part and you know why the part keeps wearing out. There's, it, it could be a wheel alignment issue and they keep having to change replace their tyres, which is very, very expensive. And you're like, well, can we realign the wheels so the tires don't wear out no 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 i don't have time for that you know i don't i i don't know i, I can't afford that right now it's an extra hundred dollars and the tires are seven hundred dollars or something you know and you're like you're serious like just let us do a wheel alignment or just just yeah. let us change the part that's causing the problem and, and it'll cost a little bit more now but you're not going to be back in six months time to get your tires replaced again or whatever you know mm. and it's sort of like that's what we look at with the an imbalance in strength and flexibility you know like people g generally want to do the most least path of resistance which is natural that's human nature but they neglect one thing that makes it that which enables the other thing yep. you know and yep. and that's why you need to have an approach with your training <clears throat> where you're not just addressing the one thing it may very much feel like you need that one thing and you may even have some idiot tell you that you need just this one thing but it's very rarely the case yep. you got to look at performance and and health and feeling good as a holistic thing yep. you know you you you, you address you, you need to sort of address it all you can't yep. just address one thing and think that your problems are going to be solved you know yep. but let's uh so let's let's bring it back in uh onto topic so let's go back to luca and let's now that we've is kind of luca or Lu Lu lucio, lucio sorry sorry and just before we do anyone who is watching live uh would you like to take live questions about this stuff so bonus yep. points if it's a stretching question oh you know a flexibility physio related question but any physio questions you have get it down now yeah joy so of tuning in live yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so if you're tuning in live get them in quick because we've got uh 15 minutes left but so let's presume now that we've gone through our whole big disclaimers of what it could <laughs> and could not be but let's presume that it is exactly what he says and he's done a stretching session he's had an acute injury and now he feels pain and discomfort in the muscles so What's happened almost certainly is that you have uh, poor load management, which means that you've overstretched, which means you've gone too far and you've torn uh, micro tears in your muscles, small, small tears. Um, lots of people have different names for it, but it is pretty much uh, muscle tears, isn't it, Phil, if, if when, you, when you do these things, yeah? Yep. People say strain, overdone it. Strain, yeah. Yep. Whatever it is, but it's, a, it's basically a, a small, small tears in the muscles. A level of tear. Yeah, a level yeah. of tear. Yeah. So, the the answer the simple answer is starts with a P and finishes with an O. Yeah. Progressive overload. Yeah, that's right. We didn't progress well, it with an o, but anyway. enough. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, P so, o, yeah. so what you need to do, Lucio, <laughs> is you need to understand that you've gone too far, and this is what we talk about all the time. We say when you stretch. You should go to the point of discomfort, but not to the point of pain. And people say, how do I know that? 
it's subjective. It's completely different. My level of pain will be very different to your I'm sure level. At least will now know. But now, <laughs> but the, 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 yeah. unfortunately, this is what I say to people. Yeah. I say, how do you know? you know once you overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> once you overdo it, you, what you need to do now, Lucio, is you need to reflect back on that session, on those two sessions, and really think about what you felt and what you experienced during those sessions. And then you need to understand that you don't go that far next time. Yeah, you gotta see the injury as an opportunity to, to learn and, and know for the next time how you yep. can do it better. And it will, yep. That's and how these guys have learned. And, and, and it's, tri learned. it's tricky because you've got to remember when you've if you've done the workout properly, you'll be warm and yep. your body, your pain tolerance will have raised quite substantially. So you're not yep. going to feel pain when if you were cold, you it would have felt painful, you yep. know. So it, it does. there is an element of trial and error there. Yep. Uh, but you, you know, you're better off always, as we're taught as young personal trainers, you're better off progressing people slower and making the mistake of undershooting than progressing too fast and making the mistake of overshooting. Yep. Because the overshoot is really stifling and the undershoot is only it's marginally yeah. stifling. Well, it's not know? stifling at all, the undershoot. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's a just part of the process. Yeah. And you may, maybe it takes a little bit longer. But So a, a, a strategy for you, Lucio, and for anybody that has uh, had an acute over, overuse stretching injury is you now need to reduce the load on your body but keep doing the same thing. So the way you'll do that is you'll reduce intensity. So in this case, intensity refers to how hard you push, how far you pull your legs apart, how much load you pull on the muscles. But you still want to go to a point where you still stimulate the load in there. Would you agree, Phil? Yep. Um, this is I learned this from Phil because my approach to overstretching in the past was that I would just avoid it. And Phil said to me, no, I wouldn't do that. I'd probably still do it, but just do it at a reduced load, which means now, I tore my adductors so many times on the road to the splits. And for those of you that are on the podcast, you can't see this, but what I'm showing with my hands is I'm demonstrating how far I used to be able to get. So let's say I could get this far, which was at almost 180 degrees, and then I'd tear my adductors. And then for the next um, couple of weeks, I would be stretching to about this far, which was about 90 degrees or 100 degrees. And I'd get to that point where I could just feel that I was like, whoa, I don't want to go further than that. So I was still stimulating the muscles and I was and doing you, it. Was there an active component to that? Were yeah, you, I was doing like, it. Just a light I, isometric? Even or? if there wasn't, I would recommend 100% that you only would do it actively. So in an isometric contraction. So like the active middle splits in, in this case or the diagonal stretch for the hip flexors because that, and we'll talk about that in just a sec, why? Um, good point though, Phil. Um, but uh, And then what would happen is that over the, the next couple of weeks, um, my, my the, the tear would, heal, my tolerance tolerance would increase and I would be smarter with how far I went. Unfortunately for me, that took me about six to 12 months to become smart and I stifled my progress a lot, but I didn't know what I know now. Um, I think this is a really good time to sort of um, dive in and talk about the mechanism of stretching because everything that we're talking about here you tend to do when you're approaching your flexibility training as though you're stretching muscles longer like plasticine. And we mm. talk about this a lot. That is not, it's got nothing to do with the process. The process of becoming more flexible is uh, the, a brain adaptation. It's not a muscular adaptation. I mean, you can say it's a bit of everything, but the, its majority is the, what's happening in the central nervous system in the brain. The brain starting to understand that there is that range that's okay, we can access it, and it doesn't happen without 
developing a little bit of strength along the way as well. So, you know, if you pr approach your stretching thinking that your body is sort of like plasticine or some malleable pro um, uh, sort of uh, product that you can stretch out, then you're going to overdo it because there's this n notion that, oh, if I just push harder, I'll get a, long a deeper stretch, a longer stretch, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is why we somewhat discourage or don't use a lot of passive stretching in our program because when you're passive, passively stretching, you're missing the strength component entirely. You know, it's kind of like a it's, a, it's a therapeutic thing more than a development of flexibility thing. You know, As, as a disclaimer, we do use passive stretching in our mobility routines, but not in our flexibility programs. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, and, and our brain likes controls, like in, in positions. So if you can add in those, you know, like loaded strengthening eccentrics and, and, and isometrics, it, it, it's your brain's like, hey, don't worry, I got control yeah. here. So it, it builds up that it ability. It speeds to, up the process. To yeah. put it simply... It speeds up the process, you know, and yep. and that's uh, that's what we that's the only way you can speed up the process of getting more flexible yep. is to get stronger at the yeah. same time. Yeah. You know, that is the big secret, guys. That's the aha moment. That yeah. is or Botox into the muscles. That yeah. is, or, or, or what's that? <laughs> Botox, Botox into or the Botox muscles. into the yeah. muscles. Yeah, you, can, you got those two choices. Do not do so there's a there's a um, there's a lot of methods that we use to develop this, but the one that we'll talk about today, which is the one that we all agree at this table is the best one to get started with is loaded eccentrics. And the loaded eccentrics are what we use in the UMS Foundations program. It's what we do between sets in the UMS Foundations program. And Lucio, for you, this is guaranteed all you should be doing for those muscles that you have um, torn um, until they repair. You should do loaded eccentrics and isometrics. And Phil, do you want to um, talk about what you understand about why loaded eccentrics yeah. are so effective? And Sharon Lynn, who's watching here, um, listen up to this one because this yeah, is really important. Time. So with, she's just said here, I think I can't do bouncy movements while I stretch. So that tends to be how I hurt myself stretching. And that's exactly right. So with the ice, uh, with the loaded eccentrics, it's a great way to gain control in end range. So you're taking the muscle through a full range of motion under load and you're controlling that end of range. And it's when you get into these sort of bouncy ballistic stuff, it's a whole nother stress that you have to take. And I wouldn't be doing them until you've done some serious um, eccentric. eccentric control yeah. because it's just yeah. like with the uh, FIFA 11 program that's been so effective for uh, soccer players having less hamstring injuries. When you build up that um, strength through heavy eccentric loading, it means that they can then control their like hard swinging leg as they kick or sprint, and that's um, you know a fairly end range position, which then leads to less tears. So this is exactly what you want to do to build up tolerance to um, yeah lengthening under load and building that control. So uh, and yeah, the reason why is is basically yeah, with the body will adapt to what you spend your time doing. So if you can um, be in those lengthened positions and, and you can put a whole bunch of load through there, your body will be better at doing it in yeah. very simple terms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I, can't, sure. I just really want to drive this home again before we go any further and we will get through all these comments. Um, I cannot stress this enough, guys. If you are not approaching your flexibility training from, a, um, from both angles where you're developing both strength and flexibility, and this is why we love the Unify movement system because it brings this together in such a nice way, then you're not going to be getting very good results. And no. you're also putting yourself at risk and you're, you, you know, of, of really becoming more fragile in the process. And no one wants that. You yep. know, you want to be strong in your ranges of movement and, uh, and you want to be able to um, 
demonstrate force, demonstrate power in those end yeah. ranges. Otherwise, what are we stretching for? Yeah. You know, is it, it yeah, it's, it's yeah. like, uh, it's almost like what I call spinal masturbation when you go and get your, ba your back cracked up, which I love. I do it all the time. But uh, it's kind of like muscle masturbation, yeah. you know. You kind of like, it's medicinal. That's it. It's, yeah. There's no function to it whatsoever. Mm. Yep. And there is, uh, it, there is a lot to it. And I understand that for a lot of you, when you hear this stuff, it, it almost confuses you more than it answers your question. And if that's you, then don't worry. We've done the work for you and put it into an amazing program. And that's the UMS Foundations program. And if you want to get it, grab it now. It's on sale for the next uh, day and a half. Um, it is a shameless plug, but it works. Yeah, and it's going 100%. to answer your questions and, and it's going to give you a roadmap to uh, your success. There's a very, very specific reason why we start with that program, why we start with eccentrically loaded stretching. Uh, it's just the best way to start that progressive overload process, you know, and build that yep. strength and build that confidence in the body and and uh, it lay the foundation. It's, it's all there. Yeah, it's all <laughs> there. Yeah, the great thing with eccentric again is that you can also really control how much like you can progressively overload by putting a you know different amounts of weight into each of the exercises, um, and it's much easier to control again than just trying to find that sweet spot with stretching. So it's a great way as a foundation to build up that tolerance in a very controlled way. And then when you start to get into the more funky stuff like the yeah. um, you know mobility masterclass and flexibility one, then that's where it, you know you want to have that foundation of understanding your sort of you know sweet spot of how much you yep. can push it before you tackle those, because otherwise you just yeah, setting yourself up for a bit of a, you know, yeah, harder absolutely. time. And the absolutely. other the other thing about that foundations program that's very, very important to understand is that all of the exercises and all of the apparatus that it uses are designed to take your joints through their full range of movements. So you're not just developing strength and confidence in the eccentric loaded stretches. You're also developing strength in proper strength training modalities you know you're doing deep dumbbell chest press to really open up the shoulders and develop the pec strength and you're doing all of the movements that you should be doing in that early foundation stage to learn scapular control and get your body moving through full range of movement really nice split squats to take the hips through their full range of movement it's all there you know it's and it's such a great such a great way to get started anyway yeah absolutely so the um uh look let's let's get into these questions we're going to answer all your questions now quok listen up because i know that your question's down the bottom there but i'm going to answer it. i'm going to give you a very specific answer to that question so um lee is saying i'm learning to manage pain versus discomfort that's awesome lee and it, it, and it lee you're doing some amazing those videos yeah you're watching looking yeah, really yeah you're looking really good and just remember um you know the road to flexibility is not um, linear, like sometimes you stretch and you, for whatever reason, you just can't get as far as you could the day before. Those are the days where you really have to just eat a bit of humble pie and just go through the motions and don't try and force yourself to go. That's how I injured myself more than anything. When I, when I was looking at my middle splits and I was going, man, I was like 10 degrees further in my last session. I'm, what am I doing? And I really forced it. And then I tore muscles. I, for whatever reason, my nervous system just didn't want me to go there that day. And you just got to take it with a grain of salt. And, and that can be your activities day for, it can be your sleep, it yeah, can be knows? all stressful. Stuff, that's that's so. fine. That's just what yeah. it is. And you just do it. Um, so Quok is saying, uh, to answer to the question of the day, he's saying, no, I haven't torn muscles because I listened to you guys when I first started stretching and doing the loaded stretching uh, and going to discomfort, not pain. That's awesome, Quok. And it's just been so good to see your progress brother yeah. um diane is saying my recovery between workouts and flexibility gains have significantly improved since differentiating between discomfort and pain yeah it's awesome. so good isn't it 
such a good thing to understand. And then Lee's saying, I can't hasten my body. I've got to be patient. Yeah, that's so, so true. Really, really glad to hear um, you guys dropping some great uh, knowledge bombs here from uh, from listening to our stuff. Yeah. Now, Quokka said, any advice on getting over plateauing with stretching? I feel stuck in the middle splits. I've done consistent work for 11 months, but the last two to three months, the middles are not getting lower. I have some very, very good advice for you, Quok. Do the flexibility masterclass because I now know that for the first time ever, you've actually you've committed and you're in our coaching program, which means Huge. you've been doing you've made all this progress with your flexibility from trying to piece together the puzzle from watching our YouTube videos and watching these videos. You now have access to the full programs, bro. Get started on that flexibility masterclass. Do phase one, and I will be releasing phase two soon. And uh, watch your middle splits improve. Yep, watch you heard it, it right here. Yeah, watch it happen, mate. It's it going first. to when you when you follow the program and you and you and you you know learn from my mistakes and um, you know my my successes and and what I've been able to recreate with our members here, you are going to see some real improvement. And the last thing that I'll say is. In my experience, my middle splits haven't gotten that much lower, actually, really at all in the last couple of years. But I'm getting better. I'm, I'm able to access them easier when I'm cold, and I'm able to control the range more the further I go down this. And I do believe, actually, I don't really believe it, I know it, that certain pelvises will only ever go to a certain point because of all the things that we're talking about, right, Phil? There's certain... There's a certain point where your where your bone structure, your passive structures are going to stop you from going further. Um, and I've just learned to accept that and I've learned to accept that I'm just never going to have those ridiculous 200 degree splits that some of these female gymnasts that we see. <laughs> and and have. some guys. Yep. Quick shout out before we finish up. Anyone up in the Brisbane area, hit Quok up. He is a weapon and a great personal trainer too. If you're uh, looking for someone who can help you implement some of the stuff that we're doing and you want to see someone face-to-face, not online, yep. have Quok a uh, DM, mate. He's a beast. Yeah, like he some is. of the stuff the that he can do. Yeah. The, the, yeah, what's it called? Cool. The bar. The, he's on the bar. Oh, stuff. Yep. No, yeah. but like the swinging stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, stuff. that's Cali. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, 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 isn't street, there a name for Quok? Yeah, street workouts. Tell us, Quok, what is it called? The Cali that you do on the bar. I think it's called street workouts, but I um, thought it was just calisthenics, but anyway. So (laughs) thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you really want to get started and you want to and you want to start your journey to awesomeness, to true strength, flexibility and uh, balance between both, get the UMS Foundations phase one program that's on sale right now. It's a it's going to even if that's all you do with us, if you only do that one program, you will learn so much about how to train for structural balance, flexibility, that freestyle, there you freestyle. go. It's just called freestyle. What up? All right, let's bring this in for a landing. Uh, freestyle calisthenics, there you go, see? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. None of us were right, mate. You oh, said it was just called calisthenics. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, it's, uh, he's a weapon at it, yeah. so ch- uh, and check it out. Thanks for the question. Um, uh, if you do have any physio-related questions, make sure to tag me in them, and then we'll get to them um, in on the Monday shows. Yeah. So. Last time, guys, for those of you listening on the podcast, watching on the YouTube replay, if you are not already, get yourself over to the UMS Movement Mastermind. It's a private Facebook group where we stream these podcast recordings live. You can interact with us. You can get coaching. And uh, it's just a wicked group of driven people becoming athletes yeah and the number's been really going up on the podcast lately so that's 
it's nice to see the little analytics line keep going up. So uh, for all those out oh. there who have shared it with people, thank you so much for that. And I'd, you know, keep yeah, sharing. Yeah, keep sharing, keep well, subscribing, keep sharing. And if you really, really want to make Phil's day, leave a little voice recorded comment. Yeah, do it. It's on yeah. all the We'll give you a shout out on the show. Okay, can I, can I just say one little quick shout out here? Um, Happy birthday to Blakely, one of our our moderators, one of our first students, first online students, and one of the legends of the UMS online program. Uh, Blakely, it is your birthday today. Although, because you're in America, we're probably getting a little bit of a time warp here because um, If he's watching this right now, it's probably his birthday tomorrow. Because oh, we'll anyway. yeah, birthday. well, happy birthday anyway, for tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Blakely. Love what you do, brother. Thanks for bringing it and uh, being such a valued member of the tribe. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. We're kicking off a big week tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away just yet, but it's about making you all awesome. See you soon. See ya. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.